Catch me another time. Didn't make it with the Babe Street. Bottle for all I need, put your weight on me. Set the picnic 
In the midnight tango hall, the shop that sells cheap radios, and there's a sheet, no bed, no bread, no butter, on a double yellow line, where she can park anytime. Casualty. Oh, Mr. Policeman, blue shirt, belly master, feet and sticking plaster, move the old lady on. Strange part of the Romeo to her Juliet. A sleeping draft is poised. 
fears and regrets No drunken bombs allowed The sleepy beer in the crowded emptiness No offices Let me send her to a cheap hotel I'll pay the bill and make her well Like hell, you bloody will No do-good overkill We must teach them to be still And I'm a one-band man And I want no time To Or a hundred There was a little boy Stood on a burning log Rubbing his hands with glee He said, oh, Mother England, did you like my smile? But did you like the spider on me? One day I'll be a minstrel in the gallery I'm paint you a picture of the queen Sometimes I sing to a synagogue 
Same. 
That was Summer Day Sands, um, Minstrel in the Gallery. We have been listening to two hours of Jethro Tull from their peak years of 1970 to 1976. The peak years of Prague Rock, as a matter of fact. Funny how they overlap. My name is Perkins Warbeck Twenty-Third, last in the line of the Plantagenet dynasty, and the next holder of the English throne. Inshallah. I'm going to be passing this over to Carly at 8 o'clock, and she will be having a wonderful extravaganza with all sorts of zany and wackiness for your listening pleasure. You have been listening to The Gates of Delirium, two hours of the best of progressive rock and roll from the Western Hemisphere. Here at MutinyRadio.fm, we are very thankful for your continued support. Mutiny Radio is the beating heart of the Mission District in all ways, politically, economically, culturally, aesthetically, and just in terms of pure badassery. Mutiny Radio. Love it and donate. Thank you very much.
if it sounds country, man, that's what it is. It's a country song. Yeah, okay. Where one. Busted flat in Baton Rouge and heading for the trains Feeling nearly faded as my jeans Bobby thumbed a diesel down just before it rained Took us all away to New Orleans I took my harpoon out of my dirty red bandana and was blowing sad while Bobby sang the blues. With them windshield wipers slapping time and Bobby clapping hands, we finally sang a bell song that driver knew. Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Nothing ain't worth nothing, but it's free. Feeling good was easy, Lord, when Bobby sang the blues. Feeling good was good enough for me. Good enough for me and Bobby. We're going to test this. Okay. Test. Which one is that? Okay. So now you know, this is four. Test, 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 test. Three.
Sometimes I live in the country And it's sometimes I live in the town And it's sometimes I take a full notion To jump in the river and drown And it's play then, Willie, poor boy And it's why don't you play For the one that I love so dearly Has gone square back Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hey, Carl. Hey, Mike. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's yes. watch, watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Yeah, we're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We want you to listen to our show and watch the movie on YouTube at the same time. You're probably streaming this on mutinyradio.fm where we stream first. We're streaming right now, every Sunday at 2 p.m. PST time. EST is 5 p.m. Turn to mutinyradio.fm, type it into a browser, subscribe to the channel somehow on your little podcaster app. And check us out, we're on Sunday. We follow Found Round Sound with Scudo. Fantastic show, a lot of crazy music. Yeah. Other great shows after us. Make a habit of it. They do live shows. Check out muniradio.fm. Right there, there's a donation button. Donate some money to the station. We're also a podcast by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And we're available as a video podcast right here, right now on YouTube. Carl, what is the movie we're watching this week? Today, we will watch 
The Park is Mine, 1985. The Park is Mine, okay. 1985. The channel we wow. like is ret The Retro Forge. Now, there's two. Neither of them have ads, but choose Great. The Retro Forge so you're in sync with us. Okay, okay so we this movie is out there, but Retro Forge is the channel that is hosting the movie version we're going to be watching right now. So go ahead, type in four magic words. The Park is Mine. What a great title. What a great title. Four yeah, simple well, that's words. That's what happens power. in the film. You'll see. Okay. I, I hope they use four-letter words in this because this is fucking fast. The park is mine. To the point. Type in The Park is Mine, 1970, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> and then it is hosted by Retro Ford. When you find the link. 1985. Oh, 85. Excuse me. Ooh, cool. Free Giuliani. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and watch this movie. So find the link. Click it, hit pause, move it to zero, zero, zero. Carl, I want you to toot your horn early, is our producer of the show. He wrote the theme song you heard. He's researched this movie. And not only that, he found a celebrity comedian out in the ether. And, uh, and he's going to... Ether? Ether. Oh. <laughs> That's what happens when I say a word out loud. Ether. And he has a celebrity comedian who's going to talk about themselves while you get yourself set up. And then... They're going to do the Celebrity Community Countdown, and when they say go, press go. And as always, I haven't heard it yet. Carl, take it away. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Vincent Vitale. Welcome, Vincent. Thank you for having me, Carl. Now, you are a man on the go. You are always active. As a matter of fact, we had to take this call from the car. You've got your job, you've got your family, you've got your comedy. How do you juggle it all, my man? Oh, you know, lots and lots of Xanax. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> Especially when I'm driving. <laughs> now, Kidding. you are extraordinaire, but another thing you are is a comedy professor. I'm specifically talking about your free spirit comedy school in which you're oftentimes teaching kids how to do comedy. Tell me how this thing got born, how you're doing both adults and kids. Let me know about Free Spirit Comedy. Well, kids are really impressionable, you know? So you can tell them that comedy is a, um, a profession that's worth pursuing <laughs> and that it, it can be taught, and then they believe you. So um, I've... Uh, doing that for about 10 years i've had about uh four <laughs> no i've had about uh i've had about probably 20 some odd students at this point uh -huh. but i didn't start really ramping up the uh classes until about two years ago and actually believe it or not it was when i branched out to um inviting adults to uh learn comedy that i actually had a much bigger response and I was kind of surprised by that because I thought kids would be more interested in learning uh, stand-up comedy but it actually turns out the adults are the ones that um, that need some uh, need some learning so uh, funny I got an email actually right before we got on this call two of my former students inquiring about improv classes locally uh, uh -huh. That's not something I, I teach, but um, 
or any improv instructors in the Morris County, Sussex County area, I'd be interested in uh, connecting with you because um, I have I have uh, I have students who are interested in acquiring developing these skills and not having to travel to New York to get them. And yeah. One of the uh, improv schools that might have uh, folded at this point anyway. I know UCC doesn't exist anymore, and uh, I don't know what's going on with the pit. But uh, you know, there's people that know these things that that live live in New Jersey, believe it or not. Yeah. Now, I also wanted to ask you, uh, you are often hosting at Crystal Springs Cabaret, right? That's a big deal. Let me know about this. This is in Crystal Springs. It, what is it? It's in Vernon, New Jersey? Technically, it's Hamburg, but close oh. enough. Um, so that's a show that's been ongoing for, I think, since of October of, um, what is it, 2023 now? So October 2021? No, that's probably when I started. Man, well, was it pandemic time times when you started? Let me think for a second. They, they started that show actually in 2020. Wow, I didn't know that. Um, but I've been uh, emceeing uh, pretty regularly on it for almost uh, two years now. But generally, we take a hiatus in the summers um, because, you know, there's a lot of things going on outside. And uh, if you know Crystal Springs Resort, it's I think it's like the probably one of the biggest um, attractions for people looking for a weekend getaway outside of uh, New York City. They have all types of things going on there, you know, like, uh, I don't know, pools and, and uh, axe throwing, uh, <laughs> yes. goat, goat yoga. Um, yes. So now, it's hard to compete with that in July when uh, it's swimming. Now, what's crazy to me is the comedians that come out to Crystal Springs are often from Long Island. It's so far away. How is it that that keeps happening? I mean, some booker there's making that happen, and and people are and the Long Island comics come. Well, I say if you build it, they will come. But if if you pay a comedian, come too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's just by nature of the, um, you know, the the producer on the show happens to be a Long Island comedian, and so naturally her network. Though it's very large, uh, many of the comics uh, books are local to her region. And uh, let's face it, I mean, Long Island comics, is, let's call them Strong Island comics, because um, yeah. so many of them work the New York circuit, so they're going to be really, really talented. And uh, I happened to get, get on the show actually through a musician. It wasn't through a comedian. Um, but l thankfully, the, the producer comedy producer likes me enough to keep me on it so yeah that I, is really I suppose good. I'm doing a good enough job in that case yeah I'm looking to get booked I don't think it's up to you but <laughs> no if it was yeah. up to me I would book you tomorrow Carl I know and, you often and you wouldn't do. be on until October because I want to hide this <laughs> until then wow that's a long thread okay because I would think September would be when you okay 
Well, anyway, you got it going on. It's always going on. Now, how can people reach out to you? you uh, you're talking about if they have an improv class, you want to know about that. Maybe somebody wants to take a class at Free Spirit Comedy. I mean, how can they get to you out there? Do you have a website? And also, what are you doing on social media? How, pe how can people find out what's going on with you? Besides well, free Spirit's free. very straightforward. Everything's just Free Spirit Comedy, you know, at gmail.com, Free Spirit Comedy.com. Um, you look us up on uh, YouTube. We got some of the students on there that have performed. Um, I, I'm actually probably going to get another class going in the fall again, but I am currently working with a few students privately. Uh -huh. uh, that's just where I do one-on-one -on -one coaching and, uh, you know, helping them prep for shows they might have coming up. And, um, you know, you've done my shows through the, the, the class, so obviously you can vouch for how great the audiences usually are. So yeah, they are. You're, um, you know, you're somebody that's, done comedy before and just looking to refine your material or somebody looking to get on stage for the first time ever uh i assure you if we work together i'll, I'll I, I take a lot of pride in um i mean well let's face it if you're going up there it's a testament to <laughs> the work i did with you if you have a bad set so i'm gonna make sure you're good so freespiritcomedy.com, freespiritcomedy at gmail.com, and on YouTube as well. Okay, now, Vincent Vitale, everybody at home is pressed, is poised to press play on this movie at the same time as we do in here in the studio. So everybody at home has got to press play, same time. So why don't you go ahead, Vincent Vitale, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Ladies and gentlemen, Prepare yourselves for your movie experience of a lifetime. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for that Celebrity Comedian countdown. It was awesome sauce. I look forward to listening to it. <laughs> Here we are. 20th Century Fox. I think yeah. the fox is dead by now. Yeah, it should be. No yeah. fox in 100. All right, right to the action. What, yeah, what is this? There's some emergency or something? Where are we headed? A, is that a police squad? Police squad in color. The park is mine! Da -da -da. Ooh, Helen Shaver, super girl. Right. Yafit Koto. Yeah. Okay. And then Who's the that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let me see if I can... Dvorsky. Dvorsky, what's the little uh, name? Right. Years ago, he was married to you. Okay, so yeah. we are on our way to a jumper. Okay, that's where we're going. Stop attacking me. I'm a human being. <laughs> you should call him pre-squatter. <laughs> Just a respect. Screenplay by? Based on the book by? Well, it is based on, yeah, oh, oh, you're the credits no but did you read who the screenplay was no tell me I, I i glanced over it okay it says the screenplays by lyle gorch but it turns out that lyle gorch is this character in the wild bunch the, the oh, writer the of this was like fuck this but he didn't do alan Smith smithy he said i'm lyle gorch the wild bunch okay that's the western i was thinking the wild one 
Marlon Brando right. was a motorcycle. Right. I guess so when I first started, when I first researched it. Now look. Oh, it, yeah. Are they going to be able to talk him down, Mike? The jumper? I hope. Yes, my money's on yes. I bet a hundred dollars. Yes, they jumped jump. him right down. Is that slow motion? The best way to talk down a jumper is to go jump, because he'll come down. Oh yeah, that's a great way to get him. I think we should rephrase our our words. I'm gonna <laughs> walk down that jumper. Uh, <laughs> can you Was not it in talk slow motion? down? <clears throat> hey, jumper! Jumper! Okay. Now we have the funeral of the jumper. Wow, what a bummer. This movie's now, a bummer, Carl. That's right, it is, and it will continue. Now, you see them in wheelchairs. Why are they in wheelchairs? Uh, they got a basketball game, murder ball game after this? Correct. It, they're are Vietnam they... vets, and so is Tommy Lee Jones. Look at him. Yeah, he's such he's such a strange act. You know, like celebrities, you figure they're they're unapproachable or that they have a certain reach at this point. Uh-huh. I guess in 1985, he wasn't like that. Well, it was the fugitive that made him look. This guy's been in movies forever before the fugitive. Yeah. You know, he was people knew his name, they knew his look, but it wasn't until the uh, fugitive that he, you know, until he was really. Took his place among movie stars. Yeah, you're right. He went to Harvard University. Ooh. Okay, well, so. I went to I think he'd go to hell. He was a good friend of the guy, but he didn't even go to the funeral. He stood off on the sidelines. He was all weird and, you know, like uh, post-traumatic stress from Nam. There's his alcohol. But look, he's at his flop house, and he's got a letter. Flop right. here. Yeah. Now, The Fugitive was 93, and this is 85. Oh, wow. I didn't realize. Okay, let's hear the letter. Hear from me, Mitch? I'm dead. You read this, I'm dead. I'm screwed up again. It was the jumper. Don't feel bad about it, man. That's his voice. He's just trying to make us. Now, the music was done by Tangerine Dream, and everyone said, great they are. I gotta tell you, this is just regular soundtrack music. It's a rarity. It's like having uh, Robert Christie your soundtrack. No, they did sixteen soundtracks. Here's the key. And this happens to be one of them. How weird! Oh, Girl, I learned. I learned how to attend funerals from the John Wick movies. You stand at a tree near the near the burial, but you mm-hmm. just so the rain hits you, but not in view. <laughs> You learned that from this movie. There was no way. Yeah, you you show up, but you don't actually walk and show yourself. You have to stand like a couple feet behind. Now look, he wow. directs you to this little how you know storage space that's full of explosives, Indeed. all Vietnam era kind of. How did you get it back in the states? I'm sure the stuff was purchased in this. I don't know the answer. Look, I love Central Park. It's a map. Of Central Park? Yes, where our era, our jumper has laid mines everywhere and has stashed munitions and it's got all sorts of booby traps and 
he's telling Tommy Lee from the grave, listen, I booby trapped Central Park. Here's how to right. take You want that park? That park is yours? That That's park right. is yours. That's right, exactly. And he now, does it. Clearly we're in Manhattan, right? But Ye uh, yes. This is one of those let's shoot in Canada, it's cheaper. Look at that famous hotel in every movie. Every right, movie yeah, that corner. Like a roundabout by it. So, of course, here we are in 59th Street, the, the bottom of Central Park. It's dark, and that's where he'll enter. Carl, I should mention before this movie kicks off, because we are broadcast from San Francisco, I have to say by law, Golden Gate Park is bigger than Central Park. Okay, let's resume. Okay, so now we have the more prestigious Central Park from the more famous city of Manhattan. Okay. I'm going to kill you. And in this, look, there's Stuart Little. You see the sailboat? You can Yes, there's Stuart. I thought that was Spreckles Lake in Golden Gate Park, but I was wrong. Now, it's a little unclear why we're taking the park. It's like to shed light on veterans' issues, but he doesn't really make it about that. He makes it about all the people who are unheard and underrepresented in this city. Like, it's not clear what his message is. We have to help the homeless. That's why I, my friend buried landmines yeah. throughout the park. <laughs> okay. Look at this. It's so cheap to shoot in the park. Now, that was shot in Toronto, what we just saw. And this is shot in Toronto. This was a theatrically released movie? No. This movie was all about HBO. It was the very first, I mean, HBO would have a, they would premiere a film once a month. They would have their premiere film of the month. This was the first time that HBO made it on their own or, or hired it done. Right. This was created for HBO. Interesting. They said, we could get high off our own supply. We don't need... That's right. We don't have to sit in the corner and go, give us content. We need a movie to air four times a day. We'll make our own. We'll make our own. Now, look how his face is all shocked. But he's seen this over and over that this guy stashed weapons for him. So I'm not sure yeah. why we're getting this reaction now. There's like a bed of money underneath the gun. No. Wasn't there like there's no cat loose cash? Maybe I'm seeing no. things. No. Oh, look at this. Not Golden Gate Park. Well, look, this is clearly Central Park. Like, anytime you see something that's an obvious landmine, like the castle, like Fifth right. Avenue, but everything else was shot in Toronto. They came here and did, like, three days of Tommy Lee Jones walking around. You said National Landmine. It's a landmark. Oh, did I? Yeah, I think you have okay. landmines. Right there. now, he's finding one of the National Landmines. <laughs> My favorite magazine, National Landmines. Class reunion. <laughs> oh, there's a class reunion in this. Uh, one of the people is a... I'll get to it later. Okay. He's so young. He has barely any pockmarks on his face. Tommy Lee. <laughs> oh, come on. He has that grizzled look. Right? Yes, he does. He the the way those things blow off, he'll, he's going to go acquire a few... Uh... So obviously we in Central Park, 
Yeah. I think I've said it too many times now, but right now, look at this scene. It's got to be Toronto. Different foliage. No one's reporting dog walkers. Oh, this here's a lazy ass cop. Be, this doesn't look like the 72nd Street Thruway to me. This could be no. Toronto also. Also, that cop car looks like it's it's fresh out of Gone in 60 Seconds or something. No, no. Is that, that a real cop car? Yes. All right. Now, you will see some of that. Like, for instance, there'll be a helicopter later, and it's clearly Canadian. Um, there'll be other things like that. So these are cops, not park rangers. These are cops who are just like, what are you doing there in the bushes? Looking all creepy. You doing drugs? No, oh, no, no, I'm a Vietnam vet. Going to take over the park. Oh, Here. very well. Carry Here. on, sir. Carry Here. on. Do you have any papers? It's just this map where I marked the landmines. <laughs> okay, carry on. Now, what we're seeing here is more degradation, right? Like, he won't even listen to him. You get out of the park, you know? But just another way for the director and writer to show us that... The man is pressing him down. Right. Get out of the park. Okay. All right. I have your word. You're going to get out. Look at that little dirt path. I love that. That's just from so, wear and tear. That's so the joggers and the bicyclists can run over pedestrians. Oh, now, now we're in a gritty city. Right. Now, I think, I don't agree with the internet. So much of this is in New York City, you know? I mean, I know just it was... Now, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say just enough to, to, to create the atmosphere. I mean, they have this great shot here, but then I'm sure it's Toronto or, you know, is this New York or, or Canada? I guess it's New York because I was in Toronto and I got to tell you, it doesn't look as it was much. I was just there end of last year and it's a big city, but it just doesn't feel like New York. The streets are wide and broad. There's not a lot. of. Okay. Now we're meeting the ex-wife or soon to be ex-wife kind of thing. And it's sort of like you're behind in your payments. Now that you have a steady job, oh, you quit that job? You're a loser. It's one of those. <laughs> now, this is a famous woman in Canada. Her name is Gail Garnett. Garnett. And yeah, I saw that. So AM radio listeners know her for her 1964 Grammy Award-winning folk song, Will Sing in the Sunshine. She's got a list here of... She made it to number four on the pop charts in the States once. She's got a list of like, early, you know, 1960s hits. And then she goes on to be in movies like The Pink Panther and My Big Fat Greek Wedding and wow. Bojack and Bonanza. You know, she, she, she went on to have a, a small career as an actress. That's cool. I don't know her as an artist. Don't Me neither. Well, first of all, it's the 60s, and second of all, it's folk music. So we might have missed it. Yeah, might have missed it. Now, I love how this conversation is going on like forever while with a chain lock. Yeah, because it's just saying it's more of the ways he's I'd like to have a little bit more respect for you. Could have been different. Plenty of pockmarks. I'm getting scared. I know they're young. They're haven't really kind of nestled in yet. Right. Look, you can see like this wine, but not really. Right. 
Okay, so you're not buying the fuller brushes then. <laughs> now you can see why we didn't bother to go into it. You know what it was. You know, how's my kid? Oh, look, look, New York Yankees in Toronto. <laughs> and these Yankee fans are cray cray. Now we're I'm ready to go. You like we like you like your team. You can put the gun down. Now his gun is a Soviet-made AK-47. It will be throughout the film uh, until he does this like belt-fed machine gun. And okay. that's an MG-42. It's a World War II German. Would you take over the Central Park? Was that like for an what? idea of yours? No. For what? Just own it. Outright agency. This is my turf. I declare it Mike Spiegel in land. <laughs> Obviously Manhattan, right? Yeah. Classic park look. Well, I mean, it's everybody knows Fifth Avenue strolling down there and those that wall and everything. Sure, I wrote a song about it. Strolling down Fifth Avenue. Oh, I remember that. Putting that was my the high list. school prom song. Taco? The taco version? Okay. Police barracks in the park. Okay. It's a known thing, just like we know about the boathouse, just like we know about the castle, just like we know about Tavern on the Green. That's right. So, no. Here's just some innocent couple, and he's like, What the hell are you doing? The park's dangerous. What are you doing in here? <laughs> Oh, I just walked, walking through to the west just side. Through. There are thugs and muggers and creeps in this park at night. <laughs> he's, he's got the gun. <laughs> he's oh, got funny. the gun. Yes, sir. Don't yes, you whatever. Know, they're dangerous people. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, he's don't from, be a hero. Um, he's from Boise, Idaho, and he didn't know what the script tells him. Oh. Now, this guy uh, who wrote the script really named Larry Brothers, he wrote An Innocent Man. He wrote sure. Kojak in 2005, two for Texas. But he did an uncredited rewrite on American Werewolf in Paris. Oh, which we saw. Yes. And I mentioned it at the time. Okay, here's the first call. I have a message for New York City. I have taken As the park. Right now, Central Park is mine. This park is mine. Who is this? Yeah, I don't believe you. We got a lot of crank calls, buddy. Down the 80s. Yeah, we get this all the time. Blow up the yard. Yeah, yeah. How many times? You're the sixth body. Right, and you can take over the Chrysler building next. Okay. Okay. You call again soon sometime. So he's going to call later, and he's going to go, Do I have your attention? Oh, uh, yes, sir. Yes, you do. Yes. <laughs> so, Is he going to report this? Yes. So what they're saying is, he's saying... I'm going to, like, blow up the exterior of the police station, and everybody's got to get out. Okay, now we have Helen Shaver and another person. And they're basically TV reporters. It's kind of freelance. They listen to the Citizens Band. They go take footage and sell it. You know, we've seen this in Nightcrawler. Night Stalker. Night, Night Stalker. Stalker. Oh. So it's like. Not as fucked up. They're calling the bomb squad to their own police station. This must be interesting. They're going to head over there. 
their citizen ban. That's a good Ted Four Smokey. There's a Smokey on your trail. Okay, it's 1985. You don't have to talk this way. Not so much today. I think not at all today. But it used to be that my sister-in-law was a stay-at-home mom, and she would listen to the citizen the, to the police panel, the scanner, all day long. She just have it in the background in the kitchen. If there was a fire, if there was a uh, a traffic accident with fatalities, like people would call her because she knew what was up. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, okay, so I... setting off the setting off the bombs, and he's real happy about it. He's like giggling. <laughs> These bombs—they fell into his lap, right? Like he didn't purchase them. His jumper no. friend just said, "Hey, here they that's, are." That's right. See, his friend had cancer, and he didn't have time execute his plan and the best thing he you know the best thing he could come up with was his good buddy from nam who made it out with him he's the only other person who'd understand why i want to do this and he does understand almost immediately yep yeah going through the same thing the guy's going through so we're you like in the city carl do you think they missed an act i feel like we're already in act two nope well, <clears throat> we see a guy jump, then we see a funeral, then he gets a letter, then he finds the ammunitions dump and stuff, then he goes to Central right. Park, checks it out, he gets humiliated and kicked out, so now he's like, fuck it, I'm executing this plan. So now, he's called in to them saying, I'm blowing up the station, you got 15 minutes to get everybody out of the park. And that's where we are right now. Now, you saw the television crew just snuck into the park. Now, Carl, this is what you would call a good movie because 25 minutes into the film, we get exactly what's on the poster. Yes, that's one thing about it that makes it a good film. But they have a horrible ending. And that's really? any groundwork you've laid. Yes. Okay, maybe not spoil it just yet, but I'm excited to know it, it, it fails. <laughs> you won't be for long. Now, these are just fireworks, just made to make a big boom, a big splash. Get people, you know, keep them being scared. Ooh, ah. So that's <laughs> that's why he can um, turn it, you know, blow it, blow it up when everybody's around because it's really not going to kill anybody. He doesn't kill. He, only two people die in okay. this whole thing. Does he die at the end? Nope. That would have been the right to... ending. Are you including the jumper? No, I was not. There is a third person who dies, and it's the jumper. Yes. Okay. Show some respect, Carl. This guy fought in Vietnam War just to set up bombs in, in Central Park and then jumping off a, a building. The internet does say three people die. Despite the violence depicted in this movie, only three people actually die. Two by gunfire and one by suicide. I think part of it is that, like, when you have cops, movies used to kill all the cops in a room. Now they, they go out of their way to make sure that they, they're not casualties. Possibly Even though not. you see a cop car flip and flip and flip. Right. Yes, sir, you certainly did. You certainly did. You got everyone's attention. Yeah, here you go. Look, the drug juice. The drug juice. 
Here's what I want. I get top billing over Robert Downey Jr. Let's not have any stupid mistakes, okay? I want a sequel without Downey Jr. called U.S. Marshals. Am I clear? All he wants is everyone out of the park for three days, 72 hours, until it is Veterans Day. Wow. Good luck with that. Okay. Now, look, here comes Yafet. Yafet. Now, look, no hat. No hat. See? No hat. See that? No hat. Obviously, we should do Hat! Wait. How you doing there, Commissioner? This is a high ranking, inconsequential, inconsequential actor. Hello, actor. <laughs> right. I'm more obsessed by their their state of the art surveillance cams. Now, Yafet Koto, what's your favorite film of his? Across 110th Street. Great choice, great choice. I would have expected you to say Alien or Midnight Run. Oh, he was fantastic, Midnight Run. Okay, yeah, he was great in Midnight Run. He really was, and he was he was the bad guy in a James Bond film, Live and Let yeah. Die. He was in Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger. There was um, a band called Yafet Koto. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, here's the deputy mayor because the real mayor is out of the country. The guy who wrote the book goes much deeper into all these characters than we do. We're seeing in action. Now, Yafet you, uh, Koto, his name is yeah. Eubanks in this. He's turned off right away. He says, oh, no. The mayor's here, the deputy mayor. That means this is all going to be politicized. We're not just getting people out. I don't know if you know the answer to this, but because it's New York City is such a character and the mayors have always been mm -hmm. outsized personalities that the world knows, do you think yeah. the book or the movie kind of <clears throat> plays with the mayor? Like, I guess it was Koch at the time. In, or in 85, it was... 85 was Koch because Dinkins was not yet there. Right. 85 was definitely Mayor Koch, New York. So usually when they have a New York mayor in the 80s, it's some guy just emulating Koch. Right. That will not happen here. He's a deputy okay. mayor. And also, the book was written ahead of this. Um, the book was 1981. Oh, gosh. I think that was Koch. Mayor Bean, Mayor Lindsay, Mayor LaGuardia. LaGuardia. I, I forget when Koch came into office, but probably this is Ed Koch, New York. Okay. How exciting. Okay, so they decided not to respect the guy's wishes to stay out of the park for 72 hours because nobody owns this town. So they're going to go in. They don't think it's one guy. They think it's like a militia. You know, which makes sense considering the firepower and the explosives they have, and it's right. a park. Yeah. Now, Koto was versed in Hebrew liturgy. He basically read Hebrew and he knew all the scriptures. Wow, that's good. Incorporated Jewish prayers at turning points throughout his life. His father instilled Judaism in him. He supported Donald Trump in 2016-2020. He expressed support for La Black Lives Matter in QAnon. He was living in Ontario, Canada, and he died at 81 in the 
Philippines. Interesting. Manila, Philippines. And I couldn't find out why. His wife announced the death on Facebook. Interesting guy. Yeah, really yeah. was. Now, he wasn't the biggest movie star, and he didn't do the biggest movies. But what he did, not even what little he did, he was out there, was of quality. He, he, um, he was good in Alien. He was good in Cross on Street. He was good. I don't think he had a clunker. No, I mean, he was, he was kind of the, you see him on screen, and you kind of sigh of relief that at least this movie has him, you know? Yeah. Like, he, he's definitely one of those actors who elevates the film. When you see him, you go, okay, good. I don't know about voting for Trump, but it's neither here nor there at this point. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for bringing up he's a Trump supporter. Way to warp my uh I think the internet me. brought that up. The internet brought that up. Oh, the internet brought up Donald Trump? Really? If you're going <laughs> to discuss an actor and there's something interesting oh, of course, to talk of course. about, I knew that you would want to know. No, I do, because there's this canard that celebrities are always liberal. When it comes to politics, they always push. And then but there's some heroes or some right-wing heroes who are exe uh, exceptions. It's like, no, they're not exceptions. They're just Americans using the First Amendment. You know, not all of them are one stripe. So mm -hmm. I never liked that, that argument. Like, ugh. So are they going to get hot dogs at least in the park? No, I'm trying to think of that's right. Yeah. No, he made all. See, if it, if I took over the park, I would want the vendors still there with the big pretzels and stuff. I just want the city to pay for it. I want to have a hot city. dog. I want to have a pretzel. I want roasted chestnuts. Okay, yeah. but here's what I don't want. <laughs> I watch. Uh, no, I want. I also want fruit. I want a fruit stand, a little, little chili powder, and a yeah, lime. Papaya. They could say. Papaya, they could say. You know what? Fuck it. Dipping dots, they could say. I, I uh, want Tavern on the Green, but I want a, a, a skeleton crew. Just one waiter, one major. <laughs> you don't need, You know what? You don't need to seat me. There's only one table. Look, no I just want dip. something. Just one simple bar mitzvah, Tavern on the Green. Not two, not, you know, not a big deal. Is Tavern the Green still exists? I don't think so. I think I think that I guess Google will tell us. Okay, From so last I heard, it closed, but someone was trying to reopen it. Oh well, that it, it's a New York institution. I guess Tavern on the Green. Well, in this, not like it's a great place, but I mean, it's always been there. Yeah, Tavern it's been there. on the Green. Closes 10 p.m. Fourth of July might affect these hours. I guess yes, it's still around. Wow. 67th Street in Central Park. Okay. This is way too big an explosion, and you're gonna find it. This is all Canada. You're right about that, Carl. There was a tree next to that van, and the explosion like dwarfed the tree. Right. Ridiculous. They're blowing shit up in Canada. <laughs> Oh, they got shot up. Shot up our van. They think it's multiple people. Let us all get out of the van before it explodes so that we are not casualties. Okay, officer. Oh, well, look at fucking that's HBO. what we're seeing. The first foray into the park in which it's not going to go well for the cops and they learn 
We're not just going in there willy-nilly anymore. Yeah, this guy might have explosives. HBO. They used to do, like, the Friday night movies. You now look HBO. at the track. No, Wolf it wasn't Mirror. the Friday night movie. It was their premiere. Or maybe we're talking about a different thing. But they would have one premiere movie. I was going to say, like, they would promote that every Friday we will show a new movie from theatrically released to yeah. an original. And more times than not, it was an original mm-hmm. movie that would uh, appear. Like full body massage. <laughs> you never. That's directed by Nicholas Rod. That had a. Uh, look, he just fell right into the barbed wire. Uh, duh, duh, duh. Duh, 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 duh. So, like, Yafat is. Okay, his name is Eubanks, okay? Eubanks okay, is, Eubanks. like, not embarrassed, but he's getting defeated. Let's hear him for just one second. He's panicked. Sure. Boom! Cease fire before you kill each other. Cease fire. <laughs> I've never seen so much action in Central Park. Kid on his bicycle. Trink, 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 trink. Ellen Shaver shows up. Now we saw her. In highballing. In this oh, film. the trucker movie. Right. Now her Jerry big thing Reed. was the Amityville horror, but we saw her on our show on yes, highballing. I would say Supergirl was probably what I always associate her with. Oh, she was in Supergirl. Did I miss well, that? I think so. In the eighties, there was one. I think Faye Dunaway was in it, and I believe Helen Shaver was Supergirl. Wow. I believe I missed that. Um, Amityville Horror, The Color of Money, uh, Tremors 2, Eyeballing. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong person, wrong Supergirl. Helen Shaver, Supergirl. Listen to this, Mike. Came moving. Fuck that. Even till he's behind us. They're just waiting for us to jump our guns, then they're gonna pick our asses off. Come on, man. Let them streak themselves Listen to this. the trees. I used to sell reefer there, man. I know. <laughs> I used to oh, sell reefer. Dude, he's the cop. Um, Ellen Shaver. Ellen Shaver. Present. Ellen uh, Shaver. Wait, yes, please. Fan casting Heller Shaver's Alex Danvers in Supergirl, 1984. Re- film. Helen Shaver was suggested to play Alex Danvers? Who's that? I, I don't know. Now, there she did is we see... Remember we saw Jimmy Olsen? Did you and I see... A Superman movie? No, there was a Supergirl movie and, I, and, and, and Jimmy Olsen was in it. Did I see that with you? This is clearly Central Park. Right. Oh, there's that stupid, whatever it's called. It's not stupid. What's stupid about it? It's a castle. What's it called? The cloister? No, the cloisters is as you head north in Manhattan, you get up. uh, It's like a monastery kind of place. 
Oh, look at that this golf course. A track. It's all sand traps. <laughs> look, he's so happy. Yee, the park is mine. Yeah. Copyright. Just Toronto. On park. So he was in Just New York, and now he's in Toronto. <laughs> There's like a Greyhound bus waiting for him at Central Park. Takes him right up there. Now, Helen Shaver was a Canadian actress, and just like Highballin' was shot in Canada, you know, we keep on bumping into this. As a matter of fact, the director of this movie did Mazes and Monsters. Which we saw, which was yeah. another New York City shot in Toronto film. Yeah, so I said to myself, oh, great, I don't have to research the director. I already did it for Mazes and Monsters. And I go back, and I don't find a, a file. Because I was like, oh, that was a switcheroo. Did I do? Oh, well, I could look for my notes right now. I looked them up. Uh, it's not the bulk of Stern's output was in the field of made-for-TV movies in the U.S. and Canada. Began his career in advertising, writing, directing, radio, TV commercials. Moved to Los Angeles in the 60s. He wrote for the ABC variety show The Hollywood Place. The only interesting thing I could pull out was was Mazes and Monsters with Tom Hanks. You know, I, I, I vaguely remember he cranked out a bunch of uh, – he was he was a director for a lot of TV movies and, and it recycled yes. a lot of the actors. Like some of the actors from Mazes and Monsters pop up in some of his other films, especially the the famous Canadian actor that was in there, the, the woman. Right, and – yeah, right. Uh, the one that was in – You got it. Brain, what was it called? Brain Skullduggery. Skullduggery, right. Um, and then we saw the Skullduggery star in uh, Ghost on a Train. What was it? No, Halloween on a Train. Terror Train. Terror Train, yeah. Jamie Lee. I love these little, like, cop, you know, like Times Square had them, has them, the little cop stations like that. Mm hmm. They look like school, like temporary classrooms, but they're actually cop shops. Well, yeah, it's more like at a construction site. You'd see a trailer turn into an office. Oh, the, the deputy mayor says, look, not, he's not doing anything outside of the park. Let's just let the traffic flow. So they do. Oh, that's wrong. Don't oh. not put... Yes. I am the individual who controls the park. The park is mine! I am going... 1986. So basically, he's going to make an announcement, and I'll let you hear it. And it's really unclear why he's doing this. So really. is he traffic-free Sunday? Attention, Central Park. There'll be no traffic. Traffic-free Sundays is now in effect. Also, roller skating is now banned. Well, you can no blades, right? You can roller skate, like in the when I was a kid. There's the boathouse, very famous. Sure, not as good as the one in Golden Gate Park, but enough about me. Golden oh. Gate Park is very famous for uh, Star Trek Four, but that's about that's, it. That's it. Now we've seen Central Park in a lot of movies we've watched throughout the years. The one that stands out for me, of course, is Shaft in Africa. Yeah. Where he parks his car in Central Park, walks to a tree, and comes back only to see his hubcaps being rolled. <laughs> That's right. 
And oftentimes when Central Park's in a movie, I'm the one going, that's ridiculous. First, they're downtown. Two seconds. Okay, uh, let's hear his speech. Okay. My name is not important. Die. Stupid name. His name's Mitch Carnage. Yeah, like me. Two weeks ago, I got fed up. Huh? Hold a job. Now, can you see Canada in his glasses? <laughs> I see the Canadian flag and his maple syrup. Oh, Bob and Doug McKenzie are their reflections. This is not a New York City. Look at that Walkman on his ears. And then a friend of mine killed himself. Love cats and dogs. It was like he didn't exist. It was like he was made out of glass, and they just looked right through him, and that boy just killed him. Let's look into Captain North's computer this time. Computer? That's going to cost us money. I am staying in this park until 9 o'clock Wednesday night. That is Veterans Day. All I want is all of you to think about what is going on in your lives in this city. Pretty good. About how you were treated, and how you treat other people. Area is like two dollars a bottle. Can you believe that? I came well, not here in Canada. At two thirty-five. Ordinary man can have some power. Right now, I matter. Right now, I make a difference. Right, this work is mine. Say it already. God damn it! That's not the way you do things. Guys are stone white. It's not. Not by long. So I don't understand, Carl. I know he was down and out, but it wasn't until his friend gave him a note saying, I right. did all the hard work for you. Right. And now he suddenly sounds like he's sick and tired and he's schemed this whole thing. It was handed to him. Yes, but he's not. Well, what would you suggest he, his take be? Now the, the world's looking at him as if he's the guy. What do you think? I would I mean... go to the cops. I say, my friend, he's a Vietnam vet who's a troubled individual. He wants to blow up the park. I can't do this for him. For respect of everyone who fought, please disassemble the park. Uh-huh. So you would have done the responsible thing. Yeah. But not as a Vietnam. Hey, look at the guy on the left. I know that face. Look at him. Who you is, know that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got that distinct look. Yeah, who <laughs> is that? Now, I saw this movie a lot, man. Paul Reiser. Uh Denise Simpson, Greg Drigger, Louis B. Bianco, Carlos Montoya, um, Marvin Kahn. Uh, I okay, Stuart Arnott. No, that's probably not him. Um, Jay Thomas. Jay Thomas. Ding 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 ding. That's him. That's Jay Thomas. You know Jay Thomas from Mark and Mindy. I know that face, that's for sure. Yeah. Mork and Mindy, they had a that's New York deli open up. He ran the New York deli in, in Denver, Colorado. It's him. It's him. Good call. Good catch. Yeah, but not quick enough, right? I don't Jay know. Thomas is a deep dive, man. I know he's in our collective 
unconscious, but to connect the face and then figure out the name. That's good. I guess here he is on Cheers. Um, yes. Yeah, he, I guess he was a Cheers. Uh, He's uh, a famous comedian, radio personality who, who acts. So, you know, he gets around. I guess in 1985, he was, it was a little early in his career if he's a, you know, well, he was credited, but he was, okay, he's talking to the mayor, deputy mayor now. If any problems, call me on that phone. Talk to the commissioner, what he says. If I have anything positive for you, call you again. Right. Since I'm an idiot, I'm gonna go for that. Here's what you do, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> you talk to me? Lee. Emergency line. Every telephone booth in the park will ring. Crazy. Is that possible? Yes. Are there still payphones, you think, in Central Park? I would doubt it. It's gotta be a functional one. There's got to be functional payphones out there and maybe in Central Park, but um, you know, those things just got old and forgotten about. Right. Well, there's like, if you go sometimes on the subway or like on the BART or on the Metro here in Los Angeles, uh-huh. I will see a working uh, payphone in a platform. Working that's a blue... payphone, Central Park 2022. 23, friend. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. <laughs> Time's applying. That's I'm an old man is why. Yeah. The only living payphones in New York City, there there are four phone booths. In the upper really? West, uh, yeah, there are only four phone booths. Here's an That's article. Cool. Where have all the payphones gone? You know, it's tough to survive without a payphone. I mean, I, I remember when the world of payphones, you'd always have change. You would yeah, always you would know where to go to make calls because sometimes you wouldn't have a phone and you would have to actually rely on that. Now, Helen Shaver is saying like, come on, let's go into the park. We can get a st- exclusive. And he's like, no way. I'm not doing that. And he's like, all right, well, you just have to help me get into the park. So that's what they're doing. They're just going in by herself. Mm-hmm. Going to ride that carousel at night. No one's going to stop me. Now, Mike, why wouldn't she be seen? You know that the cops should have the perimeter, right? You Oh, absolutely. You got a full city and you got some maniac who put a bunch of bombs in the park. I would right. definitely have, yeah. The guy just wanders in. It's like during the uh during the the protests, you know, cops show up. I remember being in downtown Oakland during one of them. Everywhere were these cops, you know, they can show up. They're, they're there for it. Yeah. Oh, beautiful Central Park. Ah, beautiful Canadian berries. <laughs> I like Central Park. I've always had good experiences there. Now, she fell asleep, and he's like, who the hell are you? Let me in. Yeah, reporter. No, no, really, can you get to my cabin? Shut up. I... Shut up and let me think, for Christ's sake. No, you got to be kidding me. Oh, he said it. Oh, he said mind because it's mine. Hey, is oh, that what I, I, this park is mind? That makes a better title. 
I don't know what's better. This park is mine. Or this park is mine. Mind, 1985. <laughs> the least one is This Park is Mines. Oh, terrible movie. Boy, that New York Yankees hat is very new. Bought today, you know? Yeah, totally. This is Canada. You see the rocks there? You see those in Central Park, and I'm sure that was done intentionally, but this is obviously Toronto. Is there a park, like a famous city park in Toronto? I have no Not idea. Not that I know. They probably just I, found some woods. There was the waterfront, and there was um, there was the baseball, you know, where the uh, Toronto team plays. Okay, wait. Listen to this. It's funny. He goes, take off your clothes. All right, we missed it. He goes, he goes, take off your clothes. And she goes, what? And he goes, get it naked. I was trying to give that to you. I got you. Why, what, so why does he have to get naked? Or uh, rape, of course. What, do you think I'm some kind of maniac? Righty. Yeah. Got other things on my mind right now. A little bit of trouble relaxing. <laughs> oh, Hugh. What he's doing is he's, Putting her into an outfit that'll kind of blend with the leaves, that kind of thing. He thought of everything. His friend thought of everything, girl. <laughs> His friend, right. And in case there's someone you, you need to... I, look, I planned it all out. Or my friend did. He gave, it, gave me all the notes. Obviously, New uh, York. New York. Ooh, look Tower. at those cranes on top of the building. Always yeah. building. Well, no, those are uh, TV uh, rabbit ears. Oh, that are really? Oh. So they could get their HBO. Every phone in the park is ringing. Every phone. Oh, in the park. even the cop horns and the. Well, no, that's. Those are the ones, the cop ones. Answer the fucking phone. I'm trying to sleep. I wonder if we can see the Dakota. Ooh, too soon, Carl. It's not too soon. That was nineteen. It was. That was before this movie. Yeah, six years before this movie. Yeah, not too, not too soon. soon. We're referring to John Lennon's assassination outside the Dakota. He goes, "Hello, hello." What are you doing? <laughs> hello. <laughs> Oh, that's his ex? Yeah. Oh, well. Wow. all over the radio and TV. Something on television? I heard John Lennon. New Yorker here. Got the attitude. You can blow up the park. Right. Now listen to me. Now, I'm sure this is Toronto also. She is definitely a canoe. You. Always you, isn't it? All you ever think about, Rachel, is you. Is Rachel calling from a cop shop that's uh, on the yeah. second floor? Yes, with um, the deputy mayor. So maybe it's his office kind of thing. That that makes a little more sense. I've never seen a high-rise cop shop. Well, pot is legal now in New York, so you're going to see a lot of high-rises. Oh, they're following New Jersey's lead? Uh, 
you know, I guess maybe I don't. I think it is decriminalized in New York. I, I forget. I forget. I certainly know it's legal here. And nowadays we have dispensaries. Right. Well, we didn't for a time. I just watched a movie called Clerks 3, which takes place in New Jersey, and there's a right. pot shop in there. Clerks 3 was definitely years and years and years ago. It just came out, like, last year. Am I thinking of Clerks 2? Yeah, that was years and years ago. Clerks 3. It'll be bad, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. 2022, dark comedy. All right. I wonder if I can stream it. I I checked it out from the library. Full props. Of course you did. You're so great that way. Hulu, premium subscription. Amazon Prime, premium subscription. What about uh, Netflix DVD? Great choice, Michael. Great choice. Okay. So, he wakes up the next day, everything's cool, the, he finds the lady, puts her in, okay, essentially what's happening here is he can't get away on his motorcycle when he sees this chopper coming, but he doesn't want to kill anybody, so rather he disables the chopper rather than kills it. Oh, so he discreetly blows it up? He just shoots the right place in the tail so that the thing has no control and they've got to land. What an ass. What an <laughs> ass. Oh, I got it. If I shoot it, the, the helicopter at the exact spot, there'll be no right. casualties. I did right. it. And that's what happened. What an ass. This is, it's a Canadian chopper. Uh, 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 Look at Florida winds you hate so much. No, it's a Canadian wind. I'll twist. You can tell it's a Canadian helicopter. A boot, a boot, a boot, a boot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about the helicopter noise. We're Canadian. Listen, I want to see about Tangerine Dream again. There's nothing special about their music in this soundtrack. Uh, they, they, there's. Do you remember the movie The Deep? Jacqueline Bissett wearing a, a wet T-shirt. Yes, I remember. It was right after Jaws. I remember. Well, you not really, but okay. Tangerine Dream. Boom. Look yeah, they're they're famous. I think we did watch another movie where Tangerine Dream did the score, uh, and I tried to make a big deal out of it. And finish. Okay, so sixteenth soundtrack album released by Tangerine Dream and their forty second released album overall. Recorded in 85, was not released until 91. For fans um, only, I'm sure. Completed. Right. Okay, here he's going to take down the chopper with the with the bullet. Ping. Pow. Ping. Pow. Oh, yeah, I hear the music. Yeah, that's what reminded me to talk about it again. Now, he's going to get a special gun. It's a grenade launcher kind of thing. Then he goes, no, I'm not going to kill them. I 
So the director writer, they're showing us that he was going to kill them, blow them out of the sky, and then he changed his mind, not going to kill them. And she's recording this. Yeah. So is there going to gain sympathy? They're going to show this on the news. He's all right. He's just a vet who's trying to get issues raised. Well, no, but they will. In he will interview, and they up oh, there it is. Ping, 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 ping. Shot him oh, in the Achilles heel. Oh, this is, yeah. Do you remember like uh, in westerns where the good guy will shoot the bad guy and not and shoot the gun out of his hand? Right, shoot him in the hand. So it's like this with a helicopter. Right. We got a bandit ship. Right. Now, this is completely ridiculous. He just shot the back, right? So why is this thing going to blow up? Why? Wow. Look how large it is. I know. These explosions are big. <laughs> God damn it. What are you it's doing? Sometimes the chain of command gets screwed up. Is he in a car phone? Look how mad he is. He's just crying. It won't happen. Look. I'm on my way to a meeting right now with the commission. We're alcoholics. Don't tell anybody. We don't want anybody killed. Better get your act together. Big boy. Good news. Mayor and I are going to a meeting. Bad news. It's AA. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Our little secret. That's my uh, deputy mayor voice. Carl, I'm the Very deputy good. mayor of New York this City. deputy mayor wasn't really a big deal in acting, but he was noted for being in Videodrome. He had a big part in that. I could see his face in that. And he had a minor part in Twins. Hmm. Um, he did a lot of... He's Canadian. He's got all these Canadian movies and Canadian TV shows, like... You remember that Canadian TV series, Seeing Things, Hanging In, The Littlest Hobo, Adderley, Beverly Hills Bunts, Mom's Beverly Hills Bunts, Street Legal. Street Legal. I've never heard of The Littlest Hobo. Well, you know, that was, uh, I'm a little older than you, so I must have, you know, when I was little growing up in Canada, I used to watch that. Now it's like, say your piece for the king. Do world to know about this? Videotape? How does that work? Yeah, that's right. How come there's no film in your film camera? Well, it's videotape. What? Uh, I never heard of that. It. It's funny. No, it's How do you sunny? upload it to the net? <laughs> the net's, the net is on the perimeter of the park. It's so far from here. Oh, Toronto. Meanwhile, the New York Times. It's a been, It's going to be the same thing. I'm broadcasting again. And I don't know why it's just some random person. Yeah. How come turn... they're not smoking? It's 86. Right. I'm sure this is Canada. Hello, New York Times. Yeah. Good. Crossword puzzle is really rough. What was the answer to 13, uh, 13 across? It was Asta, four letters. I hate her outfit, and it doesn't match her purse. 
or the park. You could have dressed nicer. At least like she's in that green, so she can't be seen. So why does she have that red? Yeah, you're right. Her purse. He's so bossy with her. He uh, he does have the explosives. Now this doesn't make sense. She goes, "Say your piece for the camera," and then he says his piece for everyone. So it's not an exclusive. Doesn't make sense. Gonna read some clippings I've been collecting. Little short stories that were buried in the back page. Carl, I, I hate to interrupt his speech right now, but there has been uh, situations where things have been taken over for political purposes, like Alcatraz. Like uh, the over. There was yeah. a, a Native American activist group that took over uh, the then-closed uh, Alcatraz in the 70s and was there on the island for a couple years. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah. I think in New York, if anything was taken over like this, No. I can't think of an incident. Okay. Basically, yeah. he's reading like horrific stories like um, this old man died. He froze in his apartment because they turned his heat off because he couldn't pay the bill. This uh, Down syndrome child was Down syndrome child was found in the basement. He had been chained there for you know since he was born because he was an embarrassment to the family. Stuff like this, like horrible things. This is where his message <coughs> loses focus. At first, Are they all was, vets? <coughs> no, they're not. So now he's going into just a shitty city. Yeah. And a shitty world. Did they occasionally report screaming? They didn't think it was any of their business. May 23, Brooklyn. What do you think of his camo? Wait, now you hear the music? It's upbeat. You're yeah, watching sort of HBO. Like, yeah, but it, it's sort of saying like, uh, this is a nice moment in which they're, oh, here, have a meal. Meal's ready to eat. <coughs> I don't know. This film, it, it misses the mark on so many levels. Ready to eat. M-R-E. There's a whole a whole stew waiting for me to eat? Yeah, awesome. What's the catch? <laughs> unfiltered. Look at that. Ammo unfiltered. No, I guess there are filters. But that's a pretty crushed pack. Not Jared. You know I'd like to haul my ass out over that wall. Do it. Don't you? You know my name. You're the only idiot who sounds like that in New York City. I would like to strongly reaffirm that we are dealing almost certainly with Okay, so we're going to see this kind of, you know, like how they handle the press and how they tell sure. the press lies. They still well admitted that it's only one man because it's embarrassing to them that they could be taken over by only one man. Stuff like that. 
the director is really flexing some muscles. The, the panning camera and uh, moving into the him. Like some HBO movie. I really want to know why Larry Brothers said you could just call me Lyle Gorch in this like he's writing. I, I what what why did he want to disassociate himself from this? There's gotta be a story there. The internet does not have a lot of information about this. <clears throat> yeah. I did not find any like DVD King movie review and it says, I mean, this movie's kind of slipped through the cracks, right? Because it's an HBO exclusive. Yes. But if you go to Max right now, the streaming service, you're not going to find an archive. Probably not. Yeah. So sometimes you go to the grocery and you find like $2 DVDs and it's like old films with stars, you know, their faces, but it's the forgotten <laughs> films. Yeah. Oh, hey, man, I'm raising my hand. I bought uh, The Life and Death of Peter Sellers, the HBO movie. Uh, from Walgreens for two dollars. Yeah, and I watched it during the pandemic years later. Now this guy is taking odds on. Okay, let's listen to this idiot. Okay. Central Park. Speculation continues. Uh, fueled by a statement made by Deputy Mayor David Dix concerning just who is in Central Park. David Dix of New York Police. Sir? Milton Stanton, right? Queens. Uh, hey, I'm all for the cat. Uh, Thanks, Queens. Person. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, absolutely, Queens. What this guy is doing, you see, he's sort of speaking out for all of us, right? No, he's not. No. In America, right? so. Why'd you wear more denim, you asshole? <laughs> Where are you from, the Bronx? We need another borough. I'm also from Queens. Queens out. So that's what we're getting. People in the street. Word on the street. People on the street. Man on the street. People on the streets. Oh, look at her. She's good. I got to speak too. It warms your heart that he put explosives in Central Park. Pencil Nick. We pay for them, don't we? We pay for the park too, asshole. Oh, he's got t-shirts. Get your t-shirts. And they're they're um six dollars, Mike. Six dollars. That's uh, pretty outrageous in nineteen in eighty six. Eighty. Why would you pick six dollars, Carl? Uh, here's a ten. Okay, let me get four dollars of your change. Uh, what here? Here's a twenty. Okay, hang on. Let me get some singles. Yeah. Ten bucks. Easy peasy. Now we're gonna have the um, yeah. But seriously, you can't like today a, a t-shirt would be uh fourteen dollars, right? No, like, it would be an even. It would be it would be a multiple of five or something that's easy, so you don't have to have a hundred singles. I mean, sell a shirt. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. No, you're right. Like, every time there was, like, a, a Super Bowl game or, like, one of the local teams, there would always be bootleg shirts out. And I think it was, like, you know, $20 out the door. 20 bucks. Easy yeah. peasy. 
You have change of a 50. Damn it! <laughs> uh, here's a 10. Then uh, here's a two fives. Hang on. Yeah, the 10s, they got a wad of 20s. It's an odd. Yeah, 50. You have to get a $10 in there. One time, my son was so proud of me. I took him to see Paul McCartney because, uh, you know, he loves the Beatles, and I knew someday it's going to be over. Better take him yeah. now. And uh, so we were, I was like, a T-shirt was like, you know, like 40 bucks or something. I was like, forget it, Keith. We're not doing that. And he goes, I understand, Dad. I wouldn't pay that either. So then we're walking out, and there's this guy with T-shirts, 20 bucks. So I go to him. Oh, geez, I only have $14. My kid <laughs> knew I had $60 uh, or, 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 or $54. I just took out the 10 and the 14, the four. And I said, I only have $14. He goes, okay. My son was so proud of me. That's great. You got your tall McCartney t-shirt, official tour shirt. Tall uh, yeah. McCartney. So here... Yeah, it was a tall order that uh, – but here we have, like, this military guy suggesting all of this uh, high-tech stuff, and they're like, there's not enough time to do it. But I put on my uniform and ran over here. How would you do it, Carl? You're mayor of New York City. I would wait until 72 hours pass and let the guy walk out of the park. That's what I would do. But it's New York City. There's, what, 20 million people that live in that city? One of them is um, going to have to walk in the park. And there's people live in the park, too, I'm sure. Well, <clears throat> if I was really the mayor and there was a guy who took over the park and he said, I'm staying here until, right, and he's got it all booby right. trapped and everything, I don't know. Like, we can wait, right? Nobody dies. Oh, I, I would kill him. embarrassing, I guess, that someone can own your city. It's invite for copycats, maybe. But uh, I don't know. I think uh, we don't – look at this debacle. Of course, it's a movie. Right. Well, I mean, if you could take away Central Park, what's next? A hostage at a Rockefeller Plaza? You're and... right about that. If, if, if you show that you can just be taken over, then another person might try something. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Well, we're just lucky I'm not mayor of New York. And this is pre-9-11, so the stakes are kind of low. <laughs> I guess, yes. If this is a post-9-11 movie, you don't think everyone will have that weight on their shoulders when they talk about this? Right. Do you remember the um, the the Bruce Willis movie where they took over Brooklyn? Was it the third Die Hard? No, no. it was um, – I forget what it was. Like a terrorist or organization took over. Oh, yeah. 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 And it was I, 9-11. So it made sense. What? I mean, just entertainment-wise, it was fun to watch. Yeah, it was just it was it was a movie, but uh, I don't think they could have done it in the post 9/11 world. They, they, the movie wouldn't have gotten made. There was a infamous Simpsons episode that aired in February 20, 2001, where uh, they go to New York City and ultimately a building gets blown up. Really. Yeah. Oh, he goes to the World Trade Center. They don't air that anymore. Homer goes up to the, he goes up to the wrong building, so he has to run down the stairs and go up to the other one. Now he look, goes, she cups her thumb while she sleeps, as Canadians do. Right. 
Homer needed to use the bathroom, so he went up to the bathroom, but it was the wrong building, so he had to go, go all the way down, run across <laughs> the plaza to the other building. So they don't show it anymore. That makes sense. There's a couple of Simpsons episodes they don't air, one with Michael Jackson, and then the the building being blown up in February 20, 2001 is not a syndication, as they say. Not it might good. be on Disney+, Plus, but... I told they you blow- like- university right i'm impressed with that you're impressed with what university harvard oh yeah and i'm also impressed with uh central park what a fabulous park and it's so large central park in new york city it's beautiful it's great it it really gives peace of mind too now wasn't tommy lee jones harvard roommate wasn't he al gore you know that that story Really? Yeah, I think I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go all in. I believe that's the story. Google will tell us. Let's see. Oh, Al Gore invented Google. Created <laughs> <laughs> hey, the internet. Then. Phone's ringing. Hello, not here. Who? The deputy put sharpshooters all around the phone. So if a phone rings, a sharpshooter's on it. So what they're trying to do here is find, you know, ring the phone so he'll go to a phone and then one of the sharpshooters will take him out. Are they, the sharpshooters are in the park or like in a building on a rooftop? I guess, I guess probably exterior to the park. Hello, moving target. Harvard roommate. What is what is Siri say? Come on, big boy. What? Oh, that's not the plan. Come on, give me another day. I told you I'm leaving when I want. We already had this Where I want. I'm coming out of here when I want to, how I want. Not until Turk 182 gets the reparation. <laughs> Said it before, didn't I? Calling me for anything. What is it? Shit. He goes, wait a minute. Am I a target? Dumbass. It's not well them. written. It's not well written. Does he say he hates those phones? <laughs> right. He goes, he hates those phones. Um, Tommy Lee Jones attended Harvard College on a need-based aide. His roommate was future Vice President Al Gore. Nailed it. Bingo. Bingo. You can't say Tommy Lee Jones in Harvard without bringing up the fact that Al Gore was in Harvard. Yeah. That's just the Al Gore rhythm. They, he, they probably had a third roommate who probably went into asylum afterwards. Shut up! Both of you. <laughs> All right, I might as well tell you about that police commissioner. His yeah. name is um, Lawrence Dane, but he was really born Lawrence, Lawrence Joseph Zahab. He is a Canadian producer, a Canadian actor and film producer, best known for his role as Lieutenant Preston in Bride of Chucky. And he was in National oh, Lampoon's Senior Trip. Which we saw in German. What? Wasn't it like a foreign language uh, dupe that we watched, but it didn't really matter? 
know, but we but you're right about that. We no, no, there was no audio on that recording on the movie. Is that what it was? Yeah. Which can still work for us. I <laughs> the one time that worked for us. Well, no audio. I mean, we talk yeah. over it. Okay, now the phone's ringing again, and it's a little, it, it, it kind of doesn't make sense to me in the plot. They're like, we're not calling him. Somebody is calling the emergency line, and it's your wife. It's your wife. Now, look, she's going to get jealous. Like, you're with a woman. Listen to this. I want to hear it. Top. First thing she says. Who was that even on the phone? That was a woman. Bullshit. Well, what's a woman doing in there with you? She's not a woman. She's a news person. She's videotaping everything. She's not a woman. But the thing is, how did she look at Tommy Lee Jones in the train with his Yeah, kid. but aren't they divorced? Mm-hmm. Nobody's. Why does she have a picture of her ex? The father of her Ready? kids. I've got this email from Holly. It ain't me. On all lines, we'll talk right now. Right now. Oh, they're what? listening. Cops are eavesdropping. Fucking big. The point is, like, they said there's, an, you know, the phone started ringing. They're like, we're not calling. So how is it that the wife knew the emergency line? You know what I mean? It's it's weird. Well, I thought all New Yorkers know the emergency line. Yeah. And then why would they say, that's it, cut it off? Like, there's nothing bad going on. No. If anything, it helps her plot. I think I've told you everything I know about this film. Like I said... Uh, well, no, you haven't told me the, the shitty ending yet. Okay. The ending's going to be, that's it. We've reached our time. It's Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day. You're walking right out of the park. 